0: A huge thanks to Spain for listening and allowing UI to rate in podcasts under the relationship category. Gracias. Some of you will likely notice my voice sounds raspy. Thanks to a chest cold, I'm feeling pretty well, albeit with a new sound. Thanks for your understanding. Many people like to surf, ski, swim, dive, along with other pastimes that are done in water. Spending time there is not without its risks. There have been many rescues done, and many have lived to tell the harrowing tale. Of course, that's not always the case. What about their loved ones, the ones left behind? Fallen Watermen's Foundation was created to support the families of watermen and women with counseling and scholarships. It was founded by Mark Hanley, and he is today's thankful and giving back guest. I am pleased to introduce you to Mark Hanley. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Rochelle. Happy <laughs> to be here. Oh, I'm happy to have you. Is there anything you want listeners to know to start? Hmm, let's see. Um. No, I think you just go ahead and roll. You know? Okay, sounds be good. Here. Okay, good. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Oof, um,
2: overly competitive. I think that's like, that might be a word and a half, but overly competitive, okay, um, driven,
0: and passionate. Oh, I would agree with those. I would definitely agree with those. Those, uh, I think, the you that I know uh, it covers those quite well. All right, have you ever played two truths and a lie? This is where you say three things about yourself. One of the things is not true, and I see if I can tell which one is not true.
2: Oh, two truths and a lie. Um, Let's see. I'm honest. I have integrity.
0: (laughs) And I'm lazy. (laughs) Okay. Wow. This isn't going to be that hard. Because I know that you have uh, integrity. And what was the first one, Mark? Honest. Honest. Yeah. You see, this is the thing. I know. See, I already know these things about you. You are honest. You do have integrity and you are not lazy, (laughs) not by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever. So I know that that one's the lie.
2: That was an easy one there. Yeah.
0: You're a doer. You're an absolute doer. So yeah. And then of course your three words would give that away as well. If you're driven and competitive and passionate, those people don't tend to, you know, lay around. Yeah, <laughs> have, you ever done.
2: Done, have you ever done Strength Finders, that book called Strength Finders?
0: No, that's one of the ones I have not done. We did a bunch here on the show in October. We ended up like six different uh, assessment tools, but yeah. I have not done that one. Do you recommend it?
2: Yeah, I love it because what it does is it literally gives you the pros and cons of each one of your strengths. Oh, you know, so, interesting. Yeah, so even like a good example is being competitive. Mm -hmm. that that can be a good thing but at the same time if you're like if i had people reporting to me let's say that weren't necessarily competitive Mm -hmm. and i was putting up a bunch of numbers on the screen thinking i was going to motivate them by showing that they weren't doing as well as some of the people on the top Mm -hmm. like the negative to it is if they're not competitive they'd look at that and they'd be like what's he trying to do it's like this doesn't motivate me (laughs) right so there's definitely positives and negatives to every strength. I think.
0: Well, that's true. Kind of, that's absolutely yeah, true.
2: Exactly.
0: Well, I'm glad you shared that with me. That reminds me about uh, trying strength strength. Yeah, that's great.
2: I've had a lot of people that I've worked with um, or that have worked for me go through it because what I found is I managed them differently depending on
0: what their strengths and weaknesses were. Oh, gosh, that just makes so much sense, doesn't yes, it? absolutely. Gosh, sure does. Oh. All right, Mark, one of your favorite movies of all time. Slam dunk on that. Okay.
2: Man from Snowy River.
0: Oh, okay. Why is that one of your favorites?
2: Well, it's got everything. As you know, I'm kind of a cornball. But, uh-huh. you know, with as much time as I've spent in Montana and riding horses, and the, it just has every element of a great movie for me. Okay. So amazing horseback riding as they're chasing the wild horses through the snowy mountains in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's got a great love story to it. And the scenery is absolutely gorgeous. So Mm -hmm. you might remember, Rochelle, I actually used it as a test before I married Kelly. (laughs) She had to think it was the greatest movie she'd ever seen. If she didn't think it was the greatest movie (laughs) she would ever seen, I wouldn't have married her. But bottom line, as you know, she's a lot smarter than I am. So I think she knew it was a test. So so she said, that is the greatest movie I've ever seen. (laughs)
0: That's so funny. That is yeah. so funny. So she passed with flying colors. Yeah. She yeah.
2: Is- if any of your, if any of your, you know, viewers or listeners haven't heard of *Man from Snowy River*, it's based off kind of an old poem, an Australian poem, kind of like we have in the states with Rumpelstiltskin or whatever. Right. But it's a poem, and it was a movie that came out in probably the early '80s, mm-hmm. and Kirk Douglas was in it. Oh. And he played a couple different roles. And then my second favorite movie is the return of the man from Star Wars. <laughs> okay, so. good. Yeah, they're great. Oh, That's great.
0: I'm going to have to revisit because it's been a while. Yeah. Since I've seen that. Yeah, it's a great one. Okay, Mark. Well, um, name a person that inspires you. Yeah, I saw that one. It, it's
2: funny. I there's It's hard to knit like. Like get it down to just
0: one person. Well, and that's why I say a person. Yeah. Because it's not the person, like there was only one. Maybe 20 people inspire you, yeah. but you're gonna share one with us today.
2: I would say, and I assume you'd want somebody that people have heard of. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, yeah. we got
0: grandmas, moms, you know. Yeah. I mean, but it's all over the place.
2: And this might be kind of a controversial one, but I would say Jordan Peterson. Okay. And why is that? Um because he uses his intellect to help help make society better. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. So good motivation on his part. hmm Okay. Wow. And do you um follow his stuff on YouTube or Yeah. Yep. We went okay. and saw him um saw
2: him live actually. And um it was actually for Holt's birthday. That's what he okay. wanted. Was to see Jordan Peterson live. Wow! So the three of us went. Kelly, Kelly, and I and a Holt went to see Jordan right. Peterson live.
0: Well, I understand that he is appealing to a lot of young white males. Are yep. you finding that to be the case?
2: That's what I mean. That's what you hear about it a lot. Um, I wouldn't necessarily. I guess yeah. I would say that's kind of that. I mean, the thing he talks about is YouTube is more male-driven in the first okay. place. Right. And that's really where a lot of his interviews have gone viral, et cetera. So it is kind of uh, I would say that's pretty true.
0: Well, and he's not necessarily um, trying to appeal to the white to white no. young men. It, this is just who's really grabbed on to his message. Yeah, exactly. OK, that makes sense. A piece of wisdom you keep handy
2: well, I've got a couple there, but one that I kind of live by is never let a swell go by.
0: <laughs> okay, and that of course is a nod too. Uh I
2: mean not just surfing, but just the fact that it's like when something happens or just don't get too wrapped up in the in the details of day-to-day life. Always make sure you stop you know, to smell the roses or to look at the sunset or whatever. Just make sure you take advantages of what advantages or just whatever comes your way. Yes.
0: I like that. Yeah. So beyond surfing. Yes. Yes. Love that. Okay. Gosh, that's so good, Mark. I love that. Okay. Wonderful.
2: All right. Now we're going to. You didn't know I was so deep, did you?
0: No. (laughs) <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Okay, well, speaking of deep, we're now going to take the deep dive. And as many years as I've known you, Mark, I did not realize you had created a foundation called Fallen Watermen's Foundation, and yep. women too. I mean, it's yep. not just for men, but women yep. too. So I, I want you to tell me about that. One, I want to know. What was the impetus or the catalyst? Like, why did that start? I've read your website, but I want to hear from your yeah. from your words. I did not know about this. So tell me yeah. about it. Yeah. And people can go to the website to
2: get the story in more detail. It's fallenwatermansfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. But the, really what started it was there was a kind of a local legend from the Bay Area that was surfing up at a place north of the of the, you know, San Francisco area. And he had one daughter in the water with him. His other daughter and his wife were on shore. And this guy was a good surfer, and he ended up drowning. Uh. And I heard the story through one of the firemen that just happened to be in the water that day that tried to revive him. Mm. And when uh, they brought the helivac in, Mm. they helivacked him to the nearest town. And then this fireman drove the wife and the two daughters Mm. an hour to get to the hospital where they found out he didn't make it. Oh, my God. So, you know, it's a longer story. But for me, just have, having a daughter and a son, I just thought about how those two daughters, how their lives were affected instantly and how much it was going to change their life. Right. And even though I didn't really know him that well, it just that's when I actually I was working for Vans at the time and I went to. RVP of marketing, who is the president of SEMA, which is the Surf Industry Manufacturers Association. Mm-hmm. And that's a conglomerate of all the re- like all the vendors that are in the surf community, along with the retailers in the surf community. And I asked him, is there anything like a Fallen Waterman's Foundation that would help the children of fallen watermen and women? Right. You know, after some something happens. And he said, he goes, No, there's nothing like that. Oh my God. So gosh. this is back in 2010. And that's when I started digging into what it takes to create a 501c3 foundation. And uh, I, I had a teammate in high school that worked for Melvin and Myers in, in uh, Los Angeles as an attorney. And I told him about it. And he actually took it to their community services group. And they did the 501c3 application for me and oh. paid the fees and everything else. Yeah. And that's how I was able to get that 501c3 status. It's not easy to get. So anyway, from there, the goal really was just to help out the children of fallen watermen and women. They didn't necessarily have to be sponsored like famous surfers. There's kind right. of everyday surfers. And then really the, the definition of a, a waterman or woman is something that doesn't necessarily just surf, but it could be a diver. It could be right. stand up paddler, kite now, foilers. They all kind of fall under that waterman community right right so right. so the way it's evolved is we've given out over a hundred and oh ten thousand dollars in scholarships. yeah all to all the kids basically of people that have died but not necessarily just by being in the water like happened to this initial guy like there was an example the time i was with vans there was a rep that ended up getting brain cancer and he hung on for five years. Oh my God. And his two daughters were both in junior high school at the time. And we've sponsored those girls through college. And uh one ended up going to a private high school just because she was struggling with it a little bit and she needed a little bit more discipline and right. smaller classes. So we've sponsored her through those college years or high school years as well. <laughs> oh my god. But the thing that we kind of realized. And I saw this one day at the beach where somebody introduced me to a young woman whose dad had died a few years earlier. She's super confident, you know, really vivacious. And I said to her, I go, you know, you'd be an example of somebody that could apply for a scholarship. So you could go to college because she was only about 18 years old at the time. Wow. And as soon as I said that to her, Rochelle, her head kind of dropped and you could tell it's like everything changed when I said that. And she her voice got soft and she was just like, you know what? I I don't think I'm ready for that. (laughs) And what I realized is that everything I was trying to do, there's a mental health side of this stuff, too. Yes. Right. And just getting grief counseling for not only the widows or the widowers, but for the kids as well. To try to get them to a point where maybe they are ready to go to college. So now what we've done is we've gotten some therapist and some clinical psychologist on basically on call to help anybody in that world that needs help. And initially, it was more for the grieving widows or widowers and the kids to try to work through that. Mm -hmm. But now what's happened from the pandemic is even Fort Point, San Francisco, we've had two locals take their own lives in the last year. (sighs) and what we realized is that now the mission has evolved to say we want to help we want to help watermen and women before they have fallen
0: right
2: to try to get them to just uh work on some of these mental health issues that they might have
0: and do you have people that you know are sort of in that precarious state reach out and want to get help
2: uh not yet
0: okay but that's a, the message yeah. is going to get out there exactly that, right and that's exactly. really <laughs> very important if you can to catch it on the front end instead of
2: exactly and, and the thing is too it's just amazing and one one of these guys in particular it's like his children had no idea that that their dad was struggling they had no idea you know and the one thing i talk a lot about even if i were to like to give a presentation to introduce the Fall waterman's foundation to a group mm-hmm. you know, is to say how many people out there and it's usually a bunch of surfers let's say and mostly men, obviously, but how many of you have had a knee surgery or an elbow problem or whatever? Oh gosh. Guaranteed 75% of the room would probably raise their hand, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'd say, okay, now next, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hand, but how many of you have had some mental issues that you've dealt with? And the point is none of them would raise their hands, right? Right. Because in, in our world, especially as men, We don't talk about anything on the mental side. We'll tell everybody about our physical ailments. But it's like we're considered weak. If you were to tell your friend, man, you know what? I'm really depressed. I'm having trouble getting through this or that. You know, your friends, we don't know how to deal with it. So bottom line, that's where I've gotten some different counselors on board to be able to help people
0: through that. That is absolutely fabulous. Now, how would you suggest if there's somebody in our life Mm -hmm. that we suspect or even kind of know might be struggling a bit with their mental health.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Do you have a suggestion to try to sort of, I mean, as a male, as a man, Mm -hmm. what, what, Mm -hmm. what would be helpful for you to hear? I mean, obviously we're speaking in generalities, but I'm just trying to.
2: You know what, there, there are some great websites out there where you can literally just ask your phone what are the questions I should ask if I think I have a friend that's having mental health issues? And we've gone through some of the training at Tom's on that. And, and really some of them are just initial, really simple questions. Just like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, actually kind of showing concern, but not necessarily showing any kind of like, um, like you're not, you're not judging them.
0: You're not judging what,
2: what they've said.
0: And And you're not diagnosing them.
2: Exactly, because you're not an expert on that stuff. You know, none of us are. But just letting them know that that you're concerned because you've noticed a change in their personality or whatever. Just asking them, hey, how is everything? You know, is everything all right? And in a lot of cases, they might actually open up and that can start the conversation to say, even tying it back to the Fallen Waterman's Foundation. It's like, hey, you know what? I know this group that has counselors that. Can help you out if you if you ever wanted to talk to anybody. It's right. it's totally you know private. They don't share any of the information. Right. But, uh, if you want to, we can put you in touch with them, kind of thing.
0: Right. So I, I like it. Kind of, I like the idea of starting with really general questions like, yes. "How are you doing? Yep. You've noticed a change, or I've noticed a change. Is everything all right? Starting really general and and yep. seeing where they go with that if they feel comfortable enough to kind of start yep you know, sharing that. I think sometimes when people are going through those things, they sometimes don't even notice it themselves. It takes yeah. sort of a while to process oh my gosh i'm I'm really down, and I haven't been able to get out of this. I think it takes a while to kind of get to that place,
2: yep, yeah, I think so too. And in some cases, too, Rochelle, you just I mean, you've seen what's happened with suicides over the pandemic period. I mean, they've gone mm. up so much. And just I was talking to my son about it the other day, just how, you know, we know people that have done that and mm-hmm. and they must just get to such a dark place that they don't realize the ramifications on the rest of their family, Ugh. their kids, and to think that they get to such a dark place that you can't, you can't even fathom, you know, I, none of us can fathom it because we haven't done it, you know, All but right. that's where it's just so important just to get help on that front. Right. Well,
0: it sounds like you've amassed a lot of wonderful resources and mm-hmm. that you, uh, through the foundation, are so willing and able to help those who need help.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, That's I, the goal. Just, yeah. Well, and the other piece, too, that kind of started this whole push more towards the mental health side of it I don't know if you remember this story about one. I think I I told you about one of my closest friends. He actually introduced uh, me to my wife Kelly, right? Yes. And he was my first roommate in college. He was kind of a socialite from San Francisco, but he literally ended up dying of a psychotic break. He was living uh, on the streets of San Francisco, and he basically died of starvation because he thought any food that anybody tried to give him was poisoned. Oh God! And he and he basically. The psychotic break had turned him into like a paranoid mm. schizophrenic is the bottom line. Mm. And he had a trust fund, but he thought he was he was broke. He didn't think he uh. had a dime left to his oh name because he thought these different consortiums had come after him to try to take all his money kind of thing. Uh. So bottom line, I ended up going to his sister and asking her, what would you think if we created, it's called the Harrison Gunther Scholarship Fund. Mm-hmm. And what she's done is taken some of his remaining trust money, and she's funded this scholarship fund every year for about three years now. And, wow. and that money goes towards these grant recipients for their college educations or vocational school. It doesn't have to be college. It's right. kind of where it's gone so far, but it doesn't necessarily have to be college. It can be vocational schools, too.
0: Now, what are the... um sort of requirements to apply for this particular fund. You get, need to be in San yeah. Francisco.
2: I mean, yeah. what are the... no, I mean, we have people, Southern California. We have this one family from Hawaii. Uh, Sion Molowski was a guy who was a big wave surfer that died at Mavericks back in 2011. Mm. And at the time, his two daughters were only maybe 10 and 11 years old. And wow. so now we've just started helping them within the last year. Cause now they're hitting college age. Oh. But the bottom line, that's a question I get a lot, Rochelle, is, well, what's a waterman or what's a like, how do you define a waterman or a water woman or whatever? And uh, the way I kind of looked at it initially was anybody that's had a paddle out like in a ceremony, anybody that's had a paddle out when somebody has died is a pretty good, yeah. you know, a pretty good uh, example of somebody that was a water person, let's say. Right. And that's kind of what I used initially, and then since then, it's kind of expanded a little bit to the point where I literally had one guy reach out to me that was he was still alive,
1: wow. and he's like, "Hey,
2: yeah, you know what? Um, I've surfed my entire life. Um, I was an engineer at NASA for years, <laughs> but now I'm suffering from Meniere's disease, which is almost like that's all kind of like vertigo where you don't have uh-huh. anymore." And he has a daughter that was in high school at the time, but he can't work anymore. So he mm-hmm. can't support her, you oh. know, college years and help pay her tuitions and stuff. So we've actually helped her out, even though he's still alive. He's like the first and only person that we have that we've actually helped that
0: wow. is still alive, you know. Well, that's a great first. I mean, of course, yeah. we're sorry for what he's going through, but we're so glad that you all have yeah. come alongside him and his family to be able yeah. to, you know, give them support they may not otherwise be able to have. Absolutely. Yeah. So does Fallen Watermans in partnership with the Harrison Gunther Fund? I mean, is that are they Yeah,
2: yeah the Harrison Gunther Fund is through the Fallen Watermans. Through fund. okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. So it doesn't sense. necessarily have its own 501c3 stack. Okay, right. okay I got it. Just it just falls under
0: falls under our group. Now, okay, so you're concentrating on mental health. What what else are you wanting to accomplish? Do you kind of just stay in this lane or where where are you headed?
2: I think, like, specifically when you look at my new logo, what it says on the bottom is counseling and scholarships. Ah. And, and that's enough right there. Right. You know, it's like there's been – I've had some, you know, people say, well, how about, a, like um, – How about, like, getting into the whole, like, diversity, inclusion, equity piece? And it's just something where our funds are pretty limited. Right. And I really want to try to stay focused. And and quite frankly, even when you look at our bylaws and how I got this approved to be a 501c3, they're definitely like guardrails that you can't necessarily go outside of those guardrails. Unless I were to go back and change my bylaws and everything else. Oh, gosh. And, and I have no intention to do that that's right. like it's so tough to just get into that some other that other stuff so well, I really I, just try to focus on counseling and scholarships that's enough that's, that's enough plenty to that's really yeah.
0: plenty e, yeah. either one of those would be plenty but okay. but together that really gives a lot of uh good resource for those that that might need it yeah absolutely
2: but I think just as far as like revenue generation, too, Rochelle. What I'm really ultimately now, as you might know, I'm retiring. I don't know. I don't know if you heard that, but yeah, retiring. Yeah, we talked about that, <laughs> but really trying to find more ongoing sources of revenue versus just having to depend on donations. Yes. It's like, I don't care how good I am in sales. It's no, it's so uncomfortable to ask your friends for money or family for money. It's like, I, it's just, I don't like that at all. Right. So, part of what my, Thought is is to go out to some of these corporations that profit from our passions for the water, whether we're surfers or divers or whatever, and to say, hey, how about giving us a dollar for every surfboard you sell, or a certain percentage of whatever you sell, have it go back to the Fall Waterman's Foundation, so we can do more counseling and create more scholarships.
0: Oh, that's a great. That's kind of
2: the next phase for me, and quite frankly, one of the easiest ways is uh, a lot of people don't like Amazon, but at least they won't admit they like Amazon, but they'll still buy (laughs) things off Amazon. But one of the best kept secrets at Amazon is they give 0.5% of every purchase to the foundation of your choice. Yes. And what you go to is smile.amazon.com and you put in the foundation of your choice and then every purchase, it's not like Patagonia does 1% for the planet but it's 1% of profits for the planet. Yeah. It's not 1% of every purchase. So on Amazon, it literally is half a percent of every purchase that somebody makes can go yeah. to whatever fault fo- like whatever foundation they want it to go right. to. Right. So that for us literally is enough of just what we're getting off of that to pay our like our URL our UL- URL costs for our website mm-hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh and for us, like none of us are on salary. We don't have anybody that's making any money off any of this stuff. Right. If the ultimate goal is to have 95% of whatever we raise, go back to these scholarships. Right. So. I
0: and the Amazon the thing, that's a really good point, because I think a lot of people shop on Amazon, like you said, whether they want to admit it or not. Yep. And really, if more people chose either Fallen Waterman's uh, foundation or whatever one they feel good about it would really make even more of a difference
2: well and amazon and it's it's amazing how quiet they keep it but they've given over 400 million dollars oh, to
0: charity. gosh
2: and it, it is it is just amazing they don't promote it better and as you know amazon's one of my accounts for the I'm at toms now and i just i always tell them it's like this is such a great cause and you have a lot of people out there that don't like you you know, so you should try to spread the word a little bit more. And yeah. I think people that shop it a lot, you know, they, they do. It pops up occasionally, but it's not. I'm amazed it doesn't pop
0: up more. Right, exactly. More. And I think we kind of need to spread the word as we yep. can. It, yep. it it does make a difference and it does help. Absolutely. Mark, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Yeah. I mean, I really did not know that you were had started this, weren't obviously involved with this, have a heart for this. It's just so exciting to me that, um, you know, through hard times, really good things can come. Like, you know, didn't, wasn't you personally per se, but you Mm -hmm. knew of people that Mm -hmm. this impacted and you saw a deep need that wasn't being filled anywhere. And you said, well, I can start this thing. I want to help. That's Yep. That is such a beautiful thing. And, and I believe that if you sort of trace back most of the good out there in the world, not 100 percent, but a lot of it would be traced back to something that was very painful for somebody mm-hmm. and they wanted to turn it into good.
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. And I think, too, I I would just make a generalization that as a man, most of us can only focus on one thing at a time. And <laughs> pretty true, right? But for me, it's like up to this point, I've been so focused on work and obviously family as well. But somebody I talked to recently that had retired in his 50s, he came back and said, you know, after like eight or nine months of surfing and playing golf, I realized I needed a purpose. Yeah, I needed to do something more than just go out and play. Yeah, and With that, for me, kind of my new focus is going to be on this Fallen Waterman's Foundation. Yes. It's always kind of been on the back burner, like I said. We started it back in 2010, but I haven't necessarily gone out and really tried to pursue. I mean, we do have a number of different corporate sponsors that that have helped me out along the way, mm-hmm. but not on not on a scale that we'd really want to get to. Right. You know, for, once again, kind of these just ongoing sources of revenue is the bottom. right. And then what? also just trying to reach out. Surf Rider Foundation has their chapters in the different areas, right? Right. But what I ended up doing was kind of establishing ambassadors for different Ooh. surf breaks, because as you know, like surf breaks are very territorial, uh-huh. and for me to go down to like good example Southern California, you have <laughs> yeah, a completely different group of guys that surf Huntington Beach Pier, right? Yeah. Versus um newport beach 56th street or avenue or whatever it is so the bottom line is you can't go in as an outsider because you have no credibility with the, that core group right so what i've done is i'll, I'll kind of get ambassadors on board for those different areas to just kind of represent the fall waterman's foundation to their particular surfing group let's say right and i always relate to surfing because that's where i actually know what i'm doing like there's a whole side of diving which our treasurer is a diver. So he kind of handles the diving side of it. Right. And then another guy that started or that really designed my website for me uh, was a professional kite boarder at one time. Wow. So he kind of handles the kite surfing side of it for me. Okay. So kind of have incredible people in different areas, I think is really key and kind of getting them. They'll, they'll, they'll introduce me to different people that they think can make a difference. And then I'll end up talking to them and kind of, telling them where I'm coming from as the founder and president just kind of gives you a little bit more, more, uh, I don't know, not authority, but just credibility Yeah, coming from them. And most of these guys aren't necessarily salespeople either. So they don't necessarily feel that comfortable talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm fine talking
0: about it. Yeah. Well, it's such a, a good and worthy thing that you're doing. I, I hope that it, uh, it grows in that you can help more people with counseling and scholarships. I mean, that's really the bottom line. It's not about being big just to be big, but because if you're bigger, you can serve more people.
2: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And even that, like, Rochelle, a guy that had been our chief marketing officer at Tom's, this Australian guy from Santa Barbara, super talented and avid surfer, um, he's come on to say, you know what? From here on out, I want to be helping you guys with your marketing stuff. So to have somebody of his level, you know, help me with that is just huge. So I think within the next couple of years, we will be able to take it to a different level that, you know, it'll just be fun to see where it ends up going. Yeah,
0: Wonderful. Well, I'd love to be support any way I can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now that I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I kept it
2: a secret there for a while. I mean, same reason, though, Rochelle, it's like I don't necessarily bring it up that often because I don't want to think I don't want people to think I'm like chilling, trying to get them to donate to the Fall Waterman's Foundation. Every time I see him, I get to see you once a year or whatever. So it's not like, oh, by the way, Rochelle, how about giving me some <laughs> money for the Fall Waterman's
0: Foundation? Yeah. And so well, how- yeah, there are a lot of good things being done out there that that we can support. Yeah, in, in very simple ways. And I'm, yep. I'm all for that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Mark. This was wonderful to get to uh, converse with you in this way and to learn more about the Fallen Waterman's Foundation and, and your heart for <laughs> wanting to be helpful and to be of yep. service. I think it's yep. a, a beautiful, wonderful thing.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks for your support. Thanks for letting people know about it, Rochelle. Love it.
0: You got it. My pleasure. Never Let a Swell Go By is more than a literal surfing philosophy. As Mark shared, it is a figurative expression too. Don't get so bogged down in the details of your day-to-day that you miss the things that are coming your way. They are there for you to seize, to enjoy, and to help others with. I am grateful Mark took advantage of the swell that came his way and is now serving the fallen watermen and women. It's his passion. A way to give back.
1: The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedu at gmail.com. For questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired.
0: And now a prayer. God, you make all things beautiful. You bring beauty out of ugly situations, and you can turn mourning into joy. No matter what comes my way, I will choose to worship you with gladness, because you are worthy of my worship. I will view my pain as an opportunity to find fulfillment in you, and I will view my blessings as opportunity to praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. That is from you version. Remember to become who you already are. It matters.